The strongest man in the Bible had to learn the reality of his own weakness and the true source of strength. Today, we learn spiritual truths from the life of Samson. Let's join Scott Pauley now as we journey through the Word of God. Sometime back, a very kind, gracious Christian woman stayed after a particular meeting to speak with me for a moment. And with tears, she said, I don't know what's wrong with me. She said, I've been seeking the Lord, growing in my faith, learning more about Him. And she said, it seems like the more I grow and mature in the Lord, uh, the more wicked my own heart is. And I said to her, your heart is not getting more wicked. You're just beginning to see how truly wicked and weak your heart is. You see, the nearer you get to God, the more you see Him and the more you see you. The more it begins to reveal your weakness and His strength, your sinfulness and His holiness, your inability and His sufficiency. And in fact, it's a wonderful place to be. I said to our friend, congratulations, the Lord's doing something wonderful in your life. She looked at me a little puzzled, and maybe you're puzzled today because you feel like you're getting nearer to God, but you're seeing how how truly incapable you are. Hudson Taylor said as he grew nearer to God, he said, I never knew how bad a heart I had. Well, I'm going to tell you, that's really what God's doing in all of our lives as He brings us nearer to Himself is to reveal our great need. We're studying the life of Samson in Judges 15, and we've learned in this, in this story of him almost dying of thirst uh, that everyone has need. Now listen to the story again. The Bible says in Judges 15, verse 18, and he was sore thirst and called on the Lord and said, Thou hast given this great deliverance into the hand of thy servant, and now shall I die for thirst and fall into the hand of the uncircumcised. It's very interesting to me to read these words, even the fact he's calling on the Lord. Did you know there's only two places in the story of Samson where Samson called on the Lord? There's only two recorded places where he prayed. Oh, that's deeply convicting to me. He had praying parents. You remember that? But he was not uh, truly a man that seemed to walk consciously in the presence of God and, and took everything to the Lord. In fact, the only two places where it's recorded that he prayed, he is desperate and about to die in both instances. We'll study the others shortly. I wonder, what's it going to take for you to come to God in prayer? What's it going to take for you to call on the Lord? Even his words and his tone are so very different. You remember two verses previous, he sang a little song. But the song wasn't about the Lord. The song was all about Samson. And now he's come to the end of himself and he refers to himself as the Lord's servant. And he says, you gave this great deliverance. A moment ago he said nothing about that. Interesting how the Lord can use things to humble us. Dr. Frank Sells, one of my favorite Bible teachers, said many years ago, thank God for everything the Lord uses to humble you. Maybe the Lord's using something today in your life to humble you. Oh, you ought to pause right now and say, thank you for that, Lord, for that person, for that circumstance, for that experience. Instead of getting bitter about it, I'm going to just thank God because I believe you're using that to bring me nearer to God. We learned in our last study that everybody needs something. Well, here's the second truth God had to teach Samson and he has to teach us, and it is this, that every man must come to nothing. You need something today? You have some great need in your life? 
You think if you could get that need met, you'd be, you'd be satisfied. You think if you get that thing or that person changed, everything would be well. Oh, if, it, if that was corrected today, it'd be something else. No, really what you need is not only uh, that thing, you need to come to nothing, to the end of yourself. You remember that he's just cast the jawbone of that donkey out of his hand. He's standing there before the Lord with nothing in his hand. He has nothing to offer God. He has nothing to meet his own need. God's bringing him to nothing. Interestingly enough, in verse 19, it says, But God clave in hollow place that was in the jaw, and there came water thereout. In other words, in the very thing that he just cast out of his hand, God's going to touch it and make water come out of it. That's powerful. And we'll come back to that thought. But do you see the point? The point is uh, that Samson could have filled his hands with everything, but it was all death. There was, there was nothing to meet his deepest need, but God could touch it in a moment and meet every need. You see, it's a reminder that he's everything and we are nothing. Do you remember in Samson's first recorded battle in Judges chapter 14, he had that lion roar against him? It says in Judges 14, 6, And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him, and he rent him as he would have rent a kid. And then it says this, And he had nothing in his hand. I think there's a beautiful truth here. You see, from the very beginning, God was trying to teach Samson, it's not about your weapon. It's not about your resources. It's not about how you arm yourself. It's my supernatural strength I'm putting in you. Samson, it's not what you can do. It's what I can do for you. You see, it was when Samson stopped speaking about himself that God spoke. It was when he stopped bragging that God was glorified. Maybe we need to stop speaking so much about us and call on the Lord again and say, Lord, I'm just your servant, and I have nothing in my hand. I have nothing to bring you, but I need you. I tell you, God loves to step into nothing. You remember in Genesis 1, out of nothing, He created everything. In Matthew chapter 15, verse 32, it was when the people had nothing to eat that He fed thousands. Now, you remember the woman in Mark 5, 26, who had been to all the doctors in town, and the Bible specifically says she was nothing bettered. Nothing. They'd done nothing to help her. In a moment, Jesus healed her. It was in Luke chapter 5 and verse 5 that the disciples toiled all the night. And what did they take? What did they catch? Those experienced fishermen, they took nothing. And in a moment, Jesus says, I'm going to put enough fish in your boat to last you for a long time to come. By the way, he would repeat that very same thing in John 21, 3. See, there's some lessons you have to come to again and again. Samson did, the disciples did, you and I must as well. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 19, the Bible says that God brings to nothing the understanding of the prudent. In 1 Corinthians 9, 16, Paul said, I have nothing to glory in. In 2 Corinthians 6, 10, the Bible says that we are people as having nothing and yet possessing all things. Galatians 6 verse 3, If a man thinks himself to be something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse number 7 says, We brought nothing into this world, and it's certain we'll carry what? Nothing out. You see, when you think you're something, he brings you to nothing. And when you think you're nothing, he brings you to everything. Repeatedly throughout the Old and New Testament, there is the power of nothing what did having nothing do in Samson's life? It made him pray. That's what it did. It forced him to call on God. Luke chapter 11, verse 6, Jesus told a story about a man who had a friend that came to him in the middle of the night needing food, and he had nothing to feed him. Do you remember the story? 
So he goes to a next door neighbor, to a friend, and he knocks on the door and he says, Help me. I have nothing to set before my guest. You see, nothing is a powerful thing because nothing is what leads you to the God of everything, the God of divine sufficiency. I asked you yesterday, what is your need? And today I'd like to say to you, would you take that need into the presence of God? Would you turn that need heavenward? Instead of complaining to everybody else or griping in your spirit about it, would you turn it into prayer? Would you lay it out, spread it out before God? Would you say to the Lord, Lord, I have nothing. I can't meet this need. I'm tired of scheming and, and working behind the scenes to try to figure it out on my own. It's beyond me, Lord. I need you. You know what prayer really is? Prayer is our declaration of dependence on God. Every man needs something and every man must come to nothing. Because it's at that moment, that humble moment, when the Lord says, I've got this taken care of. My friend, God's enough today. The Lord is able. Look to Him at the end of yourself and you will find everything that you need. Samson is a reminder to us all that our strength is in God alone. Thank you for joining us today. Visit scottpauley.org for additional resources and an archive of all of the Enjoying the Journey episodes. We look forward to studying God's Word with you again soon.